Right, here we go. It's Friday night, and this is Live with L Live. Welcome to Beyond Notes. I'm your host, Michael O'Reilly. And tonight, my very special guest, uh, she is a, I would say she's a powerhouse vocalist. She's a renowned DJ and uh, a great lady. Please welcome Jahan Daba, also known as DJ Allura. Hey! Right, all right. Okay, I got the view correct this time. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you so that much. That was a great intro, Mikey. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you know, I've been practicing. This is my new Friday night <laughs> now, you know. So, it used to be, you know, welcome to Bricks, ladies and gentlemen. You want a party? And now it's like live. <laughs> I remember yes. very well. Yes, thank you. Listen, thank you for doing this. I know because it's a bit early. You're in uh, Los Angeles. Yes. In LA. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's fine. This is it's a pleasure to be talking to you guys again, my ally family. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. Yes, family we are. Family we are. Yeah. You were with our life for a couple of years, right, Jahan? That, yeah, I think like four years, four, five. I, I met them when I was in Amman, and that was in like 2011 or 12. So, yeah, okay. long time. Okay. Time flies, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. When I was younger, a lot younger, Mikey. <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't go with the younger thing because I know I'm substantially <laughs> older than you are, Jahan. So, you <laughs> You look exactly the same. You haven't changed a bit. Oh, thank you. That's the best compliment you could have seen. (laughs) And it's it's like early morning, so come on, man. (laughs) You still look great. Thanks, Mikey. No, really, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk about a couple of things. I mean, uh, the the main topic is uh, pivoting, musicians pivoting, because, of course, now uh, with the virus, everybody knows that we're all... Uh, been sidelined and we're all kind of on standby or out of work yeah and then you you pivoted you did this years ago because I remember uh, when you were you were singing and then you got into into to DJing I mean this is this is long before any of this this is back when corona with corona was still just a beer back then yeah <laughs> right? corona was welcome everywhere back then was welcome everywhere there was no issue with corona <laughs> Came with lime and it was sweet. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, re- I remember. Yeah. That was um that was like towards my end of like working with Alive. I just the only reason I um I never actually really been like, oh, I really want to DJ. Singing's always been my passion, but mm. for me, music's always been my main passion. So um and singing was like set an outlet for it. So, um, but I got to a point where I was like, um, I don't know where I'm going to grow in this. Like, I don't know career-wise where I'm going to, if I can get to a point where I'm making like enough money that I live like, you know, pretty, really comfortably and mm-hmm. and do like the things I really want to enjoy in life and stuff. And um, and I was just like, all right, what? So if I can't do that in the position I'm in, but I still really want to do music, what would be another avenue I could maybe do it where I and make more money 
And mm. um, so I was like, maybe DJing. Like, I feel like because female DJing was becoming like kind of a thing. Yes. Maybe I should try that. And um, I was like, just woke up one day literally and was like, you know what? I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit everything. I'm just going to be a DJ. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. I think that's great. It's one of those <laughs> life changing decisions. You just wake up and say, that's it. I'm going to do this. No, I think it's great. I think it's great. I remember you. Uh, you being here and and uh, being downstairs and kind of like getting starting to get into it and asking questions and lo looking at the like what what this, the mixer is back there and yeah. uh, turntables and everything. And, and it's yeah. funny because I remember like I mean most of the time I was drunk when I was going over. <laughs> <laughs> Does happen downstairs. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like i remember going um over there and being like yeah this looks like i could do this i could do this and then when i started learning jesus christ i was like it was so difficult and then i was really adamant that when i learned it i was like i'm gonna learn this like on vinyl the hardest way because already people were like girls can't dj you know all that bullshit mm. so Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I can swear or not. I don't know. If we, I, I've not sworn on the show yet, but I think it's okay. I think trust it's... Trust me uh, to start it. Trust me. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, there you go. go. You're, you're going to get out of history of Beyond Notes as the person that opened the door to, to, to swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying yeah. to do it for a while, so it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah, so and I was like, uh, so I was really adamant to learn it like properly and go to like really good teachers. And so I ended up like, taking two years to learn to DJ like it took a long time but it was it was definitely worth it it was really good I have to be honest I don't get the same doesn't give me the same like when I sing it's just like you know just oh my soul is just happy um mm -hmm. it doesn't give me that but it's still amazing just to get up and play music for people and get paid to do that it's still still an amazing amazing thing and I'm still super grateful to be able to do that so that's really cool very cool but it's I guess it isn't the same uh, connection maybe with people when you're on stage I guess and you're singing and they're they're right in front of you and yeah when, it's when funny actually like DJing can actually be pretty lonely because like there'll be days like I've been super um lucky that I've become really really busy here pre-corona <laughs> um mm -hmm. and like I would have like days where I'd be doing like three or four gigs in a day and I would just be going doing a gig driving from a gig to a gig another gig and like when you DJ you're standing on your own like you're there DJing on your own then you drive to the next gig you're on your own and then you set up and then you're on your own like so I it's actually really lonely you know and then like usually the only time people come and talk to you is to ask for a song like it's not like you know when you perform you, mm -hmm. you're putting your heart and soul into that aren't you you're connecting with the the audience it's just different it's so that's it's very interesting i i, I wouldn't have uh, i wouldn't have thought thought that you know thinking of uh, djing being a lonely thing but the way you're describing it yeah i totally get it you don't have first of all you're you know we have a band when you're singing you're in a band yeah. So six other people and then on your break you're talking to everybody and then you're back on stage and you have this whole uh, uh back and forth going on all night so uh interesting interesting yeah. djing yeah so, and uh, it was alive was like that's one of the best things about alive i feel like it was like the family that you get when you're away like 
and they are family because you want to kill the other band members as much as you love them. <laughs> I've wanted to kill a couple of musicians in my time, Jahan. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me and Jay. Me and Jay. We, Jay was my drummer. We would literally be ready to fisty cuff at any given time, but I love him to death. <laughs> yeah, sometimes just that uh, that friction, but to make music sometimes uh, yeah. it just comes with the territory, right? You know, yeah, we're definitely. artists and opinionated and, uh, yeah. Passionate. It's so putting a bunch of really passionate people together and creative and, yeah, it's, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, so now I guess it, it's you're in the same position as if you were singing because there, I guess there are, is there's no DJ gigs uh at all, I mean, uh, at this point now, it's no, no one wants a DJ in Corona. So, yeah, like, yeah. Um, at first, it was like kind of surreal because they were like, "Oh, we're just going to close for two weeks." So I was like, "Oh, that's fine." It's kind of like a two-week hiatus, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I hadn't had like a weekend off in like at one point. I went to, to to visit my family this year in January, and that was the first weekend I'd had off in thirteen months. So, like, I was like this is great. Like I'm being forced to, to not work because unless I'm forced to not work, I will take the work. So mm -hmm. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. So I was like, bought a bottle of Hendrix and I was just drinking gin and tonic every night. Like, oh, little did I know three <laughs> months later, I'd still be sitting there like, oh my God, I've got no job. <laughs> I need to work. I need to work now. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, nice to get a break, but enough. Um, a couple of like my residencies and stuff, they've all gone under, like because they couldn't stay afloat. So a lot of bars and stuff have, have, have um, closed down and like it's a really bad situation. And then they just, uh, we were supposed to open up like, well, we did open up two weeks ago, but we've just been closed down again, all our bars and restaurants because. I've been watching, I've been following the news. I know in America now there was a surge and a spike and in, you're in California. So I, I remember yeah. seeing that it was coming back, back online and things were starting to reopen. Unfortunately, uh, it got bad again. So they had to stop. So, yeah. 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 So that was, uh, that's been a bit, Nope, oh, I think. I was saying uh, oh, just before, obviously not being um, citizens of the country where you are when this happens as well, you don't get the benefits of the, like the uh, financial benefits and stuff that they, they put out for you, like so the support. So I've not mm. been able to receive any financial support and stuff, which has made it a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. It's definitely be I mean you never would imagine this happen, would you? Never in my life would I imagine that ever really. It's like so surreal, man. I mean, same thing. We started here with this, you know, temporary stoppage and uh we'll get back soon. And I had the uh, I had all the guys here, I had the band here kind of on hold. Hmm. And uh it was supposed to be, you know, the end of end of the month, and then that went into oh, hopefully on the 15th, it'll things will change and get better, and they didn't, and then another month went by, and then we got into uh into May, and yeah, so um definitely it's uh, something that I don't think any of us could ever imagine uh happening, and that uh especially the field that we're involved in falls at the the most uh 
I mean, we're the most susceptible to, uh, you know, as far as what we do for livings, it's we're at the end of the queue to come Absolutely. back to work. We're, we're yeah. at the very, very end of the line, aren't we, to, to come back That's to work? That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, places are opening. The last thing they want, like, that restaurants and bars, the last thing they're going to get is DJ. They'll put on a Spotify, Spotify playlist before they're, before they're going to pay out for a DJ to come in again, you know, or a yeah. band and... So, yeah, for sure. I, I think we have to wait till it gets be- uh, good enough, till it changes enough to where we could start doing small events again and, uh, you know, and maybe in a new normal socially distanced kind of way or maybe uh, hopefully they just get a vaccine for this this uh, virus and then it just, hope it would just go away for good. But uh, hard to yeah. tell at this point, isn't it? Yeah. It really is, yeah. I know Very I have to stop watching the news because it's mentally draining and distressing <laughs> it is it is because it's very repetitive it's very repetitive you know, it with, is, with, yeah yeah it is. yeah so. so try to try to do something else definitely yeah. I, but you can get outside in california like right after we get off this uh call you could just go out for a walk if you like you're not you're not locked down there no we were never really in full lockdown i feel i feel like los angeles is in its own little world anyway like they we they would say like you're not allowed on the beach so they would they would put like um because I like to go running on the beach and they would put like sand dunes on path to stop you running but people would just run over the sand dunes and the cops would be there and they'd just be like hey Like a speed trap, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm hearing these stories like, oh, it's like a ten thousand dollar fine in Singapore if you get caught, blah blah blah. And LA is just doing its, LA is just being la la land, just doing its own thing. So, mm-hmm. and we were never really in full full lockdown, but um, which I'm grateful for. I mean, at one point I was going to this, the supermarket three times a day because it was the only place I could go, so I just would just keep going. And mm-hmm. I live on my own and all my family, I don't have no family here, so I was just really lonely. So I just kept getting to the supermarket. <laughs> just that was the lowest point. <laughs> <laughs> She's back again. It's the girl with the white Literally, cap that's on. what the security guard was. Like, oh, you're back again. I'm like, look, I'll find something else to buy with money I don't have. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um. Let me ask you when you're when you're playing um, your, your DJ thing, like the, musically speaking, uh, what kind of uh, kind of stuff? Like, uh, is it like pretty much? Is it like uh, house? Is it uh, EDM? Are you so, doing um, mix? Yeah, this is another thing. When I started DJing, I was like, it's going to be great. I can play all the music I love, and then I realized to be a successful DJ, you just have to play what people want to hear and nothing else. And I, unfortunately for me, I like I like neo soul you know funk old school stuff and mm-hmm. kids in LA like hip hop <laughs> like only hip hop okay so you must be very familiar with with the, the hip hop uh, catalog by now Jahan oh, I think we may have a a bit of a freeze here Jahan Okay. Well, I think I'm still on. Omar, I'm still on. Oh, no, you're back. You're back. <laughs> My biggest fear of doing this is the is that we call it the freeze, you know, when the guest just turns into a yeah. statue. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I else happens. I hope he gets my good side when that happens. Yeah, yes. 
you always wish if you're not making a funny face when that happens. <laughs> so I was always curious about the, the music. If, is it, yeah, so it's 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 pretty much you have to kind of curtail it to, to the audience. You can't just go on and say, this, yeah. I'm DJ Allura and I play this this set. I play this this music, this style. And uh, No, it's, it's actually that was, a, that was a thing with me with DJ. And I, it was, took me so long to learn the technical side. And then once I learned that, I was like, right, I've got this. It's going to be like a walk in the park. And then I realized like, can't tell you how many times I started playing in bars and clubs and, and I just bombed like I just was because people are like they got they don't they show no mercy they want to hear the songs they want to hear they go out partying and they want to hear the same songs they heard on the radio too of course understand that at first I thought no because I you know when you're passionate about music you're like no, but you have to love this song. How can you not love this song? This is a great song. So mm -hmm. I kind of had that mentality and, you know, I'd be trying to play, like, songs that I was just convinced that they would like. They just obviously haven't heard it, but, no, they really didn't care for it. So it took me a lot of, like, failing before I actually was – I just learned that, okay, this is – and I also used to plan sets a lot and now I don't ever plan because – Okay, that's that's was gonna be my next question. Actually, do you yeah. go on with like what we do? You know, we go on with kind of a a set list or at least a yeah. guideline, a set list, and uh, try to follow yeah. it. But it can be changed. So now you 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 don't you don't go on with a set list. No, I like I'll have like an idea of like but I know with the venue I'm playing. Like, okay, I know this is gonna be a majority like this type of hip hop, or this is gonna be more important. Like, I'll know that, but for the most part, like when you go there, like it's just, you just have to read the audience. Cause there's been so many times that I've like spent ages planning a, a set, got there. And then it's just been like, the audience is just not reciprocated to it. And then that get, cause you've spent so long planning this set actually gets you more in your head. Cause you're like, Oh, but where am I going to go now? What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Okay, I think Jahan did another freeze. Jahan? I think she'll be back in a second, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, she'll be right back. And we'll hear more about uh, DJs and how they construct their sets. Yes, she's back again. <laughs> the freeze. Dreaded freeze. So I, I guess it's similar to, to, to what we do. At least that's the way I do it. I have a, 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 a kind of an idea in my head, but I'll change it according to the uh uh you know the room and yeah. who's there and you know if uh, if a hen night party shows up a lot earlier than than normal then i'll just yeah. switch gears right away of course yeah. yeah yeah but do you find you fall back uh, on on sets that really work well and have a great flow like the same order of songs i have I know, um, band leader I, I sometimes i'll do that that this just flows so good into that do, do you do that as well as a dj yeah i so i have a crate that's like I just call like bangers. So they always they have a, a set of songs that I know no matter where I am, what I'm doing, like they're always going to win. Bruno Mars has a lot of songs in that set. Oh, okay. And, you know, like just all round like one of the biggest hits from like the past like 10 years, I'd say. They just always, always win. Um, so I have that. That's like my go-to. So I have that crate that if anything ever but I definitely have like a as you say like I'll have like certain um waves where if I go into like 
uh, I know if I'm in a certain genre or a certain couple of songs, they go well together and I know they're going to, like, get a reaction, a good reaction and stuff. But, yeah, but I, it's definitely really similar to being in a band. But obviously, I was never a band leader, so I didn't ever get to experience, like, I didn't know how it was in regards to how you would change it up, like, on the spot, you know. So this was the first time me experiencing that when I started DJing. I guess because now you are you are kind of like the band leader in the sense that you decide the, uh, the songs yeah. and you decide what the next song is going to be and, uh, and yeah. so forth. Yeah, yeah. And so, and do they do they still like if you play like a, a really old school thing that everybody would know? Do 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 they people still react? I mean, I guess does it depend on the uh, the age group that you're playing for? It does, yeah. It does depend on the age group you're playing for. Also, because I'm not American, like so, so I had to find out a lot. Like sometimes I'd be like, oh, this song was huge, but then I'd realize it actually wasn't big here, you know, mm. or. It wasn't as big here or whatever. Oh, there'd be like a song. There's been a few songs that are like colossal, so huge here. And I was like, I've never heard this in my life, you know. So I've had to like try and educate myself a little bit on um, on that. But they definitely, they love a lot of throwbacks here for sure. Mm -hmm. But then, like, they're really good. Hip-hop is so big in the US. And one thing I didn't realise so much was, like, how they they are so, like, they segregate it, like, the West Coast, the East Coast, the South Coast. Like, you know, like, people will come up to me and, like, have you got any Southern hip-hop? And I'm like, what? Like, just yeah. kind of, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine anyone ever being like, have you got any hip-hop from South London, like, Brighton? Yeah. Scotland, like, I'm just, like, not used to that. Wow. So, but that's, like, a that a common thing here. So I, was like, I had to, like, literally go over my geography to know who I'm playing. That's 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 something. I wouldn't, I would, yeah, I, I know. I mean, I always hear East Coast and West Coast, but uh, never yeah. never Southern. Yeah, Southern. Another Southern, Northern hip-hop or... And then, like, some of them are like, a little bit controversial. Like, I'll say, oh, well, this was Southern. It's like, well, not really. No, this was a little bit further. No, no, no. Bloody hell. So, so, you <laughs> so you have the same thing. You're, you're, I always picture DJs, uh, you know, Jahan, where they're up, they're up on a kind of a big stage and the audience really isn't that close to them, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I, don't, I don't really go to clubs too much these days. And if I do, I, I usually... It's it's more of a chilled out thing. I wouldn't go to. Um, it's just it's just me, you know. I wouldn't go to a, yeah. to a, a like a, a place where it's just you know a thousand people or something. Every you know everybody. Oh, I'm the same. Only if I'm getting yeah. paid to DJ is the only reason yeah. I go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on my day off, people say, "Come and jam, come and, come and, come and sit in." I'm like, "Look, I play six nights a week. The yeah. last thing I want to do." on a Sunday is go somewhere and get on a yeah. stage and pick up a guitar and have yeah, to impress yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know, you can't just go and say, well, because they expect the most, don't they? Like, they expect I know you're going to play the most incredible solo and you're going to put it behind your head and you're going to, you know, everyone's going to go, Oh, and, <laughs> like, like, I'm tired, man. It's my day off. I, just yeah, hey, I remember being in their live and, and that happening to us, like on the one day off that we'd have and we'd go somewhere and, and like then people would be like, oh, come and sing. We'll go see another band. And I'd be like, I'd like, no, I sound like Barry White. I've been singing for six nights. <laughs> I've been drinking all day. 
<laughs> yeah, you're out to drink and just chill, right? It's interesting. I don't think uh, yeah. I don't think other artists or some some people just don't don't they don't make that connection, especially when they you know, or they don't realize our schedule. You we with with L Live for years, so we're yeah. six nights a week, full on, man. Right, every night's a Saturday night. We show up Monday. It's like, let's go. It isn't like yeah. it's Monday, guys. It's Monday. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's Monday. Let's let's do it. And so by the time you get to a Saturday night, you know, I still feel that the fourth set Saturday night, you just, you know, you take this big. Oh, okay, we're off tomorrow. You know. Yeah. Oh, wasn't yeah. that? Let's big. go and sing I somewhere. In the last set on a Saturday night, and just being like. Yes. yes. What am I going to do with my day? Drink again. <laughs> and then <laughs> <go to> another <laughs> bar. <laughs> well, at least you can drink and not have to worry about running back on stage. Yeah, right? that was it. Responsibilities well, change yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And in in your time in Alive, were you were you in the same band, Jahan? Were you always with? I know you were with the Transit. I was with Transit. Yeah, like so. The, um, the whole period, right? The whole time. Yeah. Um, wow. We had our, the only interchangeable really was the the other female singer so it was really me and the guys that were the same all the way through um apart from our keys player um but uh, the the female singer changed like all the time mm -hmm. it was a great band very powerful band right i mean uh, jay yeah, we, and jd and um uh, was it was jude Frank, Frank, of course, Frank, of course, Frank, of course, Frank the Tank. Frank, you Frank the Tank, gonna... Pitbull. <laughs> yes, I remember coming to see you guys when you played here in Singapore. It was awesome, and Frank yeah. was great. Frank was great, and you all were great. Great, great yeah. band, great energy, great sounding band. I think the reason we got we we got so good was because we were we did um, we were together for that long. You know, like we. Um, but we didn't change like like only the the vocalist changed so but the actual like the rhythm section and myself and Jude like we were together for the like our first contract was Bangkok and then China and Malaysia so, so yeah we were together the entire time so but um yeah literally yeah. like some of the best years of my life was at alive Oh, that's wonderful. I have the that. best memories. Like, it was just you know, the we best have time. only great memories of you. You know, I, I talk about yeah. it often. I've had discussions with other past members on the show, and I always reference the, uh, you know, when someone's names, names is referenced and comes up another musician, you're going to get a feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? If you, yeah. you hear someone's name you used to work, you're going to get a feeling. It's good. It might be a good one. It might be not so good one, you know, and yeah. you always definitely uh, admit a good one. Uh, oh, I know to a lot of people in L Live, you just did such a, a great, great job, and you were just on stage, just incredible. I was just telling Omar, our producer, before we met online to, to do the show, you know, because uh, he's never met you. And I was saying, when I wish you could have seen uh, Jahan on stage, just really, really awesome. Oh, it was so, it was so, but I got so much better just through being with L Live. Because I remember when I first started, I was like nothing like that. Like, just the whole, the morale, the group, like everything about it, the training, everything, the support, like I got so much better. Like my confidence got up and stuff. Like it really was like 
it was bittersweet when I decided to leave it was like a really big thing I was in my head I was like I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go back but it was um it was really really tough because not many people get a chance to do those things in their life and then for us to like be paid to do to travel to meet people to sing do what you love every day like it's just such a blessing and I feel so forever like in just in debt of that and then um, obviously we had the awesome like starting the gig in Singapore and stuff which was yes I'll never forget it it was so exciting man it's so exciting such an exciting time I remember going with my wife to the opening and you guys yeah. were on stage and uh it was so cool so cool yeah it's yeah. uh unfortunately yeah it didn't uh didn't last as long as we would have liked, but uh, it was a great experience. So with this, with the same band, but you played different uh, uh, places. I mean, you were here, but where yeah. I just I don't know the history that well. Where else did you? Where else did you guys uh, play in, in when you were with uh, L Live? Were you with Transit? Well, you know, it's funny. I actually met Transit when I was in Oman, but I was working with another company, and we were at another hotel. There's like in Oman. There's only like three hotels you can perform in, and mm -hmm. then. Like we was only like three bands in, and we became friends. And then, um, oh, oh, it's just I'm sure this will be and, um, second post. It is. <laughs> you're back. You're back. <laughs> and I like keeps happening. Um, yeah, I did the audition for a live, and I was like with another band and a mom. And then after that, we did the first contract in Bangkok. And then we went to China. And then Malaysia, and then Singapore, and then back to Malaysia, and then I think it's back to Singapore, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's yep. every, all the places we went, okay. yeah. Was there any anywhere that you were, uh, like, a favorite? Was there a place that you uh, preferred or that you have uh, more of an uh, affinity to with the place that you or was it Bangkok. just kind of? was like probably Bangkok's just so but that gig was so special and mm -hmm. like just Bangkok is so fun isn't it it's just like another yeah. level of fun another level of craziness and that was like my first contract with them and it was just like a whole other experience so that was that forever has like a special memory place in my heart I was I remember when we were leaving there we were so sad um <laughs> the night before we were, we were going to china and we we're all like oh this is the worst we're all like we really hope the next band is not good and you want us back <laughs> Sorry, <Jim. laughs> they're gonna call you guys look the new band is they're just okay you got to come back i'm pretty back. sure me and jay were like literally sitting there to the bar staff like we really hope the next band is shit and they're, they're gonna want us back because we don't want <laughs> we don't want to go I, I know a lot of a lot of artists i mean there's a few places you know i've had people uh, play here with play here in singapore with me and they, they they'll say the same thing the mikey i don't want to i don't want to move i want to i want to stay here you know really like it here and uh it's just not the nature of yeah. uh our business and it's uh the hardest part of it that is it's the hardest part but i mean before i i kind of you know really settled down i, I enjoyed i did enjoy traveling uh we used to travel, you know, uh, when I started with my wife, we had the same thing, I guess, that you had in transit. We were kind of a core and I had Bernard, myself, my wife, of course, and I had my drummer Troy with me uh, for a while. We did quite a few contracts together. We went to yeah. Egypt together. We, we, you know, got on camels 
and went to the pyramids, like right after the pyramids together. And we went to Malaysia and we went to, we played here together. Um, we, we played in Bangkok together. It was just wonderful. Such, such a, I remember Christmas, we all got dressed up and just really wonderful time, man. But uh, yeah, I think having uh, some of uh, the same members that did, did make, make a difference in that regard, yeah. or at least a, a certain amount of the same members, like a core team. Yeah, um, like, because they were really like your family. Like, you start to know them really well and like... Mm -hmm you're comfortable but like they are like your family because you want to kill them as much as you you love them like that exactly mm -hmm. like your brother and sister you know but you know they're going to be there for you you know like uh, it was just really really awesome but um and we had a lot of fun actually like I remember Frank was so sarcastic humor like English people so I just used to he used to crack me up but um Singapore was actually my second favorite place because Singapore became your second favorite place after Bangkok. Here she comes. Any second now, folks. Wait for it. Wait for it. Jahan will be back shortly, I'm sure. Let's see if we have any uh, people that are saying hi. We do. Thomas, Thomas Gilbert is here. How are you, Thomas, my brother? And um, Dion is here. How are you, Dion? Thanks for coming on and joining us. Um, Claude Hervé Jean. I'm not sure if that's three different people or if that's one long French name. You're back. Yes. Hey. Yes. This is, you're just trying to keep me on edge on this during the interview. I know. It. Let me just... I call my I son. I my Wi-Fi bill. I don't know why it's acting like this. Okay, okay. Well, I speak to my son. He does it all the time. He gets to my <laughs> wife's phone, and then he, he mutes, and he pauses the video, and on purpose, of course, you know. <laughs> uh, so some people are saying hi to us. Thomas Gilbert and Dion, Dion Slade. Uh, Chloe. Jean. I'm not sure if that's the same name. And Thomas had a, a, a cool question. Uh, what's yeah. typical for a DJ? For bands, you know, we always play the entire song. We start a song, we always play it to the end. But as a DJ, do you find sometimes you just play a verse and a chorus and then be like, okay, I'm going to get out of this song? Because you can, right? Yeah, I only let the song play longer if it's like a big song at the time, like it's a song oh. that everyone loves. Or if maybe I'm just being spoiled and like, I love this song, so I'm going to play longer. <laughs> <laughs> We could bring a little bit of ourself into our art no matter what, right? Yeah. Okay. You're going to hear some yeah. Hendrix in the first set, whether you like it or not. Yeah, that's what you're listening right, to right, today. Right. <laughs> and you're going to be like, look, I'm playing. I love this song, guys. You got to just feel just, just from beginning to end. But I guess yeah. DJs do that often, right? They'll, they'll play a verse and a chorus, and uh, I've heard a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, some DJs, super quick mix. Like some DJs will just play, will mix straight into a chorus and then go out like, they'll miss the verses completely and I'll just go from chorus to chorus and it's like extra quick mixing. I don't like to do that just because I always think about myself when I'm like, uh, when I hear DJs like that, I'm like, if it's a song I like, I'm like, oh, I want to hear more of the song, you know? So Exactly, yeah. yeah. I tend to just quick it. mix like that if it's like the peak hour of the night in the club, like it's midnight and I'm trying to play all the hits and everyone's really like, ah, and then I'll do like just the verse and the chorus. 
really quick coming in and out and unless it's like the biggest song in the country like there's a song at the moment by an artist called Roddy Rich which I have to pay like three times a night because everyone's consistently asking for him and I'm like I just played the song <laughs> like can you play it again oh boy so so you get a lot of that as I mean we get it as uh, as being a singer in a band you know you get people bringing notes up to the stage and requests so yeah. as a DP you're, you're getting a lot of that as well Oh, yeah, so much. Because sometimes the setup is like the DJ booth is right in the amongst the crowd. Sometimes it's further back. Mm -hmm. I prefer it when it's further back, so I don't have to deal with that. But sometimes mm -hmm. I've had um, DJ booths that are further back and higher up, and like someone will climb onto something and then their head will pop up to just like <laughs> to request their song. Like it's that important for them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. When people, when people get out in a club and they start drinking, yeah, music That's takes it, on a yeah. whole all different different meanings sometimes doesn't it it's become yeah. so important they want to hear their song and uh, they want that feeling they get from it uh yeah. yeah but every now and again someone will request something that i'll be like oh my god like that's one of my favorite songs and then i'm like we should be friends you take my number and call me man let's have lunch yeah mm-hmm I've had it happen too. But you know, we'll play something really eclectic, a Steely Dan song, or in the first set, and someone will come up after the first set and say, "Steely Dan, like you guys, you, you know who Steely Dan is?" It's like, "Yeah, sure," and uh, they're so impressed. They're just, uh, you know, just wow. I would never expect to hear that in in a in a in a, in a club. And um, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny what people really love. So. Jahan, do you do like like uh, events as well? Do you do like uh, like weddings, and do you do like uh, like if someone's having like an anniversary? You know, I'll get asked sometimes in in the club. It's my wife's fiftieth birthday, or you know, my son's graduating, or yeah. Do you do events as well as uh, in in DJing? Um, I don't do as, like I do a lot of corporate events. Um, like so, I do. Well, I do the Lakers, which is like the biggest thing I do, mm. and then. Um, and then, like, I don't do weddings. And stuff. I'll only do weddings if it's, like, maybe a friend. Um, they ask me to do it. or um, But, like, in actually, in America, like, DJs that do weddings make a lot of money. Like, a lot, lot of money. Um, Sorry? Who, who DJs does? that do weddings in America make a lot of money. Like, they're making, like, three grand a day for a, for a wedding. Um, okay. But for me, I don't uh, – that's not really been something I wanted to do. So – um, I do like more like brand events, like um, for cosmetic brands and mm. stuff like that, clothing stuff. If they have like opening events and um, things like that, then I'll like, I'll do some stuff like that. I actually got booked for um, Coachella and Stagecoach this year, but they. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Well, th that's with the virus. That's yeah okay well i'm sure it's going to come back man i mean it's not going to stay like this indefinitely it's going to come back and our gigs and the work and everything it's just taking take i mean uh taking a little bit longer than expected right yeah so that's that's i keep telling every week i have another guest on it's a musician and we discuss this and yeah. it comes up of course our, our dilemma and i always you know we really try to stay positive and uh we know people still want to gather together uh, you know, have drinks and, you know, meet each other. And it's just in us as human beings to want to want to do that, to get together in a group and go out. 
enjoy ourselves and uh, music is such a big part of that, isn't it? Whether yeah, you're definitely. singing or whether you're a DJ, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I tried yeah. to do the online streaming thing with the DJing since COVID happened, but I mm. can't get into it because there's no connection. There's no like, you know, there's no one to, to you know, I just, it's really hard. Like I just can't get into it. It's, it's really tough. So I'm mm-hmm. like kind of, I took a step back from doing that. I tried it twice and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've had some other artists, uh, some singers tell me they, they tried it and they just, they struggled with it. And uh, I think yeah. it's just, yeah, not having the audience there. I, I, um, I watched a live stream from a club called the baked potato, which is somewhere in Los Angeles. I don't know whereabouts. I think. I've not heard of that one. Yeah. It's, it's like a jazz club. So this guitar player named Dean Brown, I'm a big fan and and he did it with his band and they're just great musicians and I love their stuff. And uh, it was interesting, you know, and and it was only $6, $6 and they played for like two hours in the club on the stage. You know, the cameras are set up, I mean, really high quality. The sound was excellent. Everything's great. And. I, I agree. I, I just felt that the, the, you know, they'd finish a song like they're just roaring and they're just get to the end of the song. And then, mm, you know, sign, you hear the cameraman would applaud, you know, the, the, the exchange of energy wasn't there. And uh, you could feel that even in, even in the live stream, you know what yeah. I mean? There wasn't any people there to, to respond to, to react to, you know, um, challenging the whole live stream thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. So I was mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, my, I'm just looking at my decks at the moment. They're sitting there untouched. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> there's my guitar. It's, it's, it's a couple of them. It's getting touched, but not in the same way. It's used to get beat on every night. Now it just sits there and I, I just pick it up every now and then gently strum it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, question, uh, if you had to choose between singing and DJing, which would, would you choose? Singing, if it could pay me as much as DJing. <laughs> okay. So good. That's a good topic then. So, I mean, really, uh, yeah, financially, because you're your own kind of, you're just a one woman show, right? You, you DJ, you show up for the gig, you bring your equipment you do it and and you get paid it's just you and and the uh, and the venue right yeah like djing is just there's there's so much more money in it um and the, the, i mean it wasn't at the beginning it took me a while to get to that point but there's just a lot more i feel like with singing um unless you do songwriting or you like you know you you produce um or you just make it on a really bigger scale you never really make a great great deal of money you have to be doing other things on the side and mm-hmm. um, so oh Jahan I'm waiting to hear how this sentence is going to end I know it's going to be I know it's going to be good I know it's going to be good DJing you have to do other things on the side you got to get your side hustle on ladies and gentlemen uh, musicians pivoting as we're talking about this evening thanks for joining us We'll wait for Jahan to come back and uh, I'll take this opportunity. If there are any subjects that you guys would like to do, uh, you're back. Uh, just to want to finish up my thought. Any subjects you guys would like us to discuss on the show, please feel free to add them in the comments in, uh, in, on the Facebook. 
Uh, yeah. So you were saying I'm before you got cut off um, the DJing thing about uh, you getting paid directly like that. And um, yeah, it's just a bit um, the the once you get established that like in the DJing world, you can just make a lot more money. There's a lot more like um, a lot more like bigger brands and corporate stuff and that that will pay you like a just crazy amounts for doing what you're doing and that, that wasn't necessarily the um the way we're singing like I feel like with singing you have to be like more established as a bigger name or or something and that was just my experience and mm -hmm. um, and not not that money is everything because it's not I think doing what you love is more important um but I feel like for me, I just got to a point where I was like, I have to do, um, it's got to be like a balance, you know, I have to at least be making some, something like substantial. Cause I don't think I'm going to meet a rich husband. <laughs> it's not going to plan, is it? <laughs> the sugar daddy. Yeah, it's not going to plan. So, um. okay, okay. <laughs> well, it's definitely. I mean, whether you're in in being, you know, in the arts in general, I say are are difficult. Uh, you know, they're they're. I mean, whether you're you know you're an actor or you're uh, you're in entertainment in, in general, you're a performer of some kind. Definitely is not the. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. It's always been like that. I think since since it started, yeah. and. Um, it's uh, yeah. If you want to get rich, or I mean, if money, uh, like you said, your money isn't everything, but definitely, uh, if you strike a balance, I think of. Um, I think you just get to a point in your life, don't you? Because like, I think when you're an artist, you you literally go through most of your life on minimal. Like you're you like your friends are in nine to five jobs and they've got nice cars and they're doing pretty good, and you're like. Well, no, I don't have the money to do any of that, and I still live at home. But I get up every day, and I'm I'm singing. You know, like you just go by like what what makes you emotionally, like creatively happy. And yeah. then I think it becomes a like a point in every artist's life where they go, "All right, maybe I should move out of my mom's place." <laughs> Fine, it's time. She's like, "Look, honey, I love you, but you know you're." You're 33 now. With we yeah, think that in, in place. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, there's a sacrifice, and uh, when you go into art, when you go into uh, into the arts in general, yeah. And uh, I just think you have to be able to be smart about how you manage money. And uh, sometimes artists they're so involved in the art side of it and the emotional part of it, and that that that's not really that is it, the, yeah. part of their brain that doesn't doesn't just go to that you know that accountant side. It's all that yeah. other side that's involved in, in the creative uh, aspect of it and uh, the musical part of it, whether you're, you know, the artistic part of it. Yeah. Because um, when I was in LIFE, I think about it and I'm like, I should have saved so much money because, I, you know, the way you get yeah. paid and there's no living expenses, et cetera. But because you're consistently traveling to different places and you want to go out and you want to see so much, you want to do yeah. things. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely. I mean, you want to enjoy your life too, but yeah. it's hard. I mean, you just need to find a uh, strike a balance, and you know, of course, with this, especially now, who would expect a, a, a something like this to come upon all of us? And uh, you know, where yeah, if you didn't save any money, you're 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 not in a, in a very good good place. 
but yeah. um yeah it's definitely it's always been it's always been challenging but i think the, the trade-off is that you're getting you get to do what you really love love to do and uh i've had people tell me really i've, I've had very very wealthy men come up to me in the club and say i would i would trade everything all my money to be able to do what you do yeah, just yeah. watching me play it's it's such yeah. a you know something to to hear and it, yeah. it makes you think you makes you think but um and then they go back, you know, to their table and drink their champagne and, uh, you know, have a party with a bunch of girls. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, see ya, see ya. Thanks. They bro. drive off in their Aston Martin. They drive off in their Ferraris and they wave <laughs> me in from the lobby. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got more people saying hi. We got Angel Herrera, Angel, mi amigo. Almost Taz Anel, he's a very nice guy. He's hi. He's saying hi. Rosie is here. Rosie, how are you, dear? Nice to see you. Rosie's also one of our singers in the oh, company. Oh, lovely to see and you. And she's kind of our fit, kind of our fitness guru in our live. She is the nice. one. Guys, the guys need that. We all need it, right? I mean, wow. Uh, you know, it's, it's not work, not being on stage. I got to say it. Uh, I really physically can feel uh, a difference in my body from not being on stage and, and oh feeling. yeah hey yeah. it's a workout i used to like being on stage singing performing it is a workout like mm. i used to um try and work out in the daytimes when i was in their life but i was always pretty exhausted because it really does take its toll on you mm -hmm. yeah yeah when you hit the stage and you go that hard man yeah yeah of course and you did i remember watching you perform and uh, you were. You I had whiplash the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I had to see a chiropractor right after Literally. the next day. Like, how did you get that? Like, to come to your room and. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's 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 great. Well, I'm sure it's it's things are gonna things are gonna get better. Things are gonna improve. You know, we're all uh, of the mindset that this is just a, a moment in time. You know, and uh, if you just. If you just put yourself in that moment only, you can't see that far ahead, then it, it can get very heavy. It can be a, a real yeah. burden. But uh, like I anything. also, I feel like, um, sorry to interrupt. I just like no, no, one please, thing. Please, I ahead. hope that um, other, I feel like a lot of other singers and artists and musicians who relate to this. But like for me, I like ever since I was like 16, ever since I left school, all I've ever done is like, hustle 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 to always try and get like another opportunity another gig another thing like when when I think when you do music like that's how it works because as soon as you stop you like if you don't go for every opportunity that comes you're never going to get to where you want to go and it's like that mentality is just like instilled in you so you're constantly trying you're constantly constantly trying you never really stop and this was the first time in my life when this happened where I was like wow, that's actually been taken away from me. There's nothing I can do. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing I can like search online for. There's nothing I can go try and no one I can try and talk to to try and get this gig or try and go and network with this or that. And you in one in one sense that was actually a relief because I can't remember since leaving school actually having that taken off me. Like just just our case of chill like I was a little bit like wow so what do I actually do now because <laughs> I can't like 
badger people constantly to get work and I can't like focus all my energy on that so that was kind of scary at first but then it was like actually like wow okay this is this is nice just to to actually relax for a second and not worry that you're missing work or you're missing an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a rare opportunity. It's that's a very good point, Jahan, because you can't go and hustle. There's there's nothing to hustle. So you're yeah. you're not you don't feel like I'm missing out. I could have got that gig. I could have yeah, you know, I could exactly. working there. I could get this gig because we're all in the same boat for a while until yeah. until it comes back. And then you know it's funny. It's going to come back, and I know it's going to come back strong. And then we're going to be like. Oh man, I kind of missed that <laughs> that period where I didn't have to I, work. I was thinking that as well. It was like, so hard again, yeah. right? Because we will. I know we will. It's going to come back, and uh, I think live music and DJs and what we do will will be around forever. And in it, maybe in, in different formats, the, the music changes. The you know the, the DJ where the DJ is might change, and how they you know present it might change. You know. It's yeah. like, digital now and everything but um, yeah you mentioned you mentioned records so you actually started off with 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 vinyl on vinyl yeah yeah wow okay i mean that's bloody hard mikey it was bloody i, I hard. know i, I watched <laughs> on, i watched this great series in uh, netflix the one about the evolution the evolution of hip-hop and they're talking yeah. about uh you know in the early days of sampling and, and the dj scratching and, and then you know taking one hand and, and backing it up and and getting it to line up in a certain way. And I, I found it fascinating, you know, um, you know, for years as a musician, you know, I mean, to be completely honest, I never really held DJs in very high esteem. You know, I said DJ for me, a DJ was someone on the radio. That's how I grew up. And that was cool. Cause that was the guy with the voice, you know, you'd, you'd be driving and you hear him come on and here's another song from coming up next. And you'd hear your favorite song. And that's, that's a long time ago. And then DJs became like, like, almost bigger than than musicians yeah uh, for, for for quite some time in in in, uh, in recent years you know uh, djs have taken on uh, such a, a different role in in the music industry uh, was it was calvin harris and uh, what's the I other guy oh my I goodness think they play a ton of his songs the, the french guy yeah like um the Vici, all those ones i think it's because yeah, they yeah. kind of producers and djs kind of like went together because it went down the edm route but like if you go back to the core of it it was just hip-hop on vinyl and um it's completely it's like a completely different art form from what it is now like mm -hmm. digitally and and just pro producers they're both good they're both great but the vinyl is extremely hard it's really hard to learn but like i ended up the reason i ended up taking two years to learn was because um I started doing like scratching and and like um turntable skills um and tricks and, and I didn't realize I would actually want to do that but once I started learning I was like oh wow this is really fun so I yeah. just started I got like went into a rabbit hole of that so and all the teachers that I had in, in LA they're all like old um like hip-hop DJ legends like one of them was on like tour with Kanye West another one's like was in a band like was a DJ for like dilated peoples and stuff so they're like really big um really really like amazing that, like it's yeah. like working with the best you, you can't help but like have a whole other respect and like admiration for it when you're working with people doing it like that you know yeah, I mean they they're really into it full on. I mean it's their yeah. art form, their their medium of expression. And after I watched yeah. that the documentary, I got a whole different uh, uh, outlook 
on the whole DJ thing, the yeah. way it developed. And, and I, I thought, wow, this is fascinating, you know, and yeah. then the Dr. Dre took it and where it kind of that, that, that period, I think, I mean, I'm far from an expert. I don't want to pretend like I, I really know what I'm talking no, about. But that, here, but, that's like you know. just enough to appreciate like what it is and like, you know, the intricacies of it and how, how much work goes into it and it isn't just like pressing play on a record and that's actually what gets me really like frustrated with DJing is that I think a lot of the time when you're out playing people do think you are literally just like pressing play on a record and they're like yeah you're playing play press. Song. and I'm like I don't have that song they're like just get it just get it on off Spotify I'm like <laughs> wow well you might as well go outside and listen to it on your phone then right what's the point <laughs> like i can't tell you how many times like i've been in a bad mood and i'm just like well just <laughs> why don't you just go get an uber and put it on the radio on your way home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. difficult yeah. i'm sure yeah that's great uh, yeah i'm sure it is yeah because as a dj they just they just think because they have this and they know they can just do that they can access yeah, any exactly. song like, in the world and they, i guess they assume like why can't you yeah, and the best is, can you not just plug my phone in? Can you just plug my phone in? <laughs> wow, wow. You've got some hardcore. I guess maybe it's different. I don't know. I, I, I've spent so little time in America, and all yeah. the time I spent in America was in the north part of it. You know, I'm, from, I'm from Canada, so, yeah. you know, we go to Vermont, New Hampshire, and uh, New Jersey yeah. kind of, you know, it's probably very different. I'm sure it's very different from, from L.A. and uh, the crowds, the that you're dealing with right yeah i mean it just tends to be the younger crowds where it seems to be like that like the old one but also it's just i work in alcohol like you know you know what it's like yeah, i know i know all too well of course yeah. so. I mean, we still get it with just being in a band when they ask for a song and you say we don't we don't know that and if they ask for a really famous rock song uh guitar song i do know it you know and they yeah. said, well, you know it. And I said, of course I know it, man. And then we'll play it. I said, well, it takes more than just me knowing it. The singer has to know the words. That's very yeah. important. And the rest of the band has to, has to know it. It just yeah. sometimes, sometimes, you know, they just don't get it. And that's, that's fine, you know. And like you said, sometimes it's just the alcohol. Yeah. Um, that's sometimes good. they're just an asshole, though, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, beyond notes, we're taking it to a new level. Omar, we're gonna have to put a <laughs> have to put one of those uh, the beeper those. <laughs> since so Omar, I since the girl from London, so. the girl from London came on and started. No, I've been dying to cuss on the show. I'm just thought that I don't know how it works. If Facebook's gonna well, like you're you're broadcasting at midnight, so I feel like everyone awake at midnight is like is ready. Well, yes, is ready yes. for. A a curse word. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just where you are, it's 9 a.m., so we don't want to upset yeah. anybody over Sorry, there. Mom. Over, My over, their, over their breakfast. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's it's <laughs> fine. Come on, man. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> That's, it's, it's the best. It's just the best. Be yourself. Okay, well, I like to um, always ask before I wrap it up with uh, with my guests, uh, give them a, um, a scenario where they can only stream uh, three artists. I don't know if you've, uh, wait, wait, Jahan. That's a good freeze face right there, Jahan. That's lovely. That's very nice. But I know you're coming back, but I'll set this up. Uh, if you've watched the show and I know you all have, uh, in the past, then, you know, I like to end the show with, uh, the, um, Tom Hanks scenario. He's on the desert Island with the, 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 uh, the ball. Jahan, you're hearing this, right? And he can only stream three artists. Whoa. I'm back. 
You're back. Okay, cool. That was how nervous that question made me. I had to hear any of what I just said. You said something about um, free artists. If I was to stream, it has to be free artists. No, well, it's like just it's a a pretend thing. When I was a kid, we used to call it a desert island. You're stranded on a desert island. I'll make it real. You're stranded on a desert island. And you have a, a device that can stream, but you can only stream three artists. That's it. And you're stuck with those three artists. And, you know, let's just pretend forever because you're on that island and you're stuck. Right. So take a second. And those three artists, that's your music. Uh, wow. I'm, just, I'm always curious because, you know, you're a singer yeah. and you're a DJ. You're into music. You're really into music as I am and all, yeah. all of our guests. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners and viewers are musicians and uh, I just think it's kind of a cool thing, you know. Um, I don't know how would how I would answer it myself. Um, oh, Omar said you can cuss, bro. Okay, thank you, Omar. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep that in mind. My tongue is sore from being from being bit on. I'll keep I'll keep that. In mind. Yeah. The next thank the you, next Omar. episode. The next episode. Wait for the next episode. It's gonna be, be X rated, man. Tune in, Jahan. You're gonna see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it fly, man. I'm gonna cuss out my guests, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. So free artists. That's so tough. But at least it's free and not one. So um, first, first one goes about saying it's gonna be Lauren Hill because she's really the reason why I wanted to sing because she, her, when I heard her song X Factor years ago, I was just like so amazed and moved by her emotion when she sang I was like she's definitely one of my favorites um beautiful oh she went to a freeze just to build anticipation oh she's back <laughs> <laughs> um second I'm gonna say um it's gotta be D'Angelo oh yeah it's gonna be D'Angelo um and then uh oh man third but man that's so hard because there's a few here i'm waiting i just look i'm just looking for something for you because you're a dj and you and you like vinyl and i like i like vinyl too so yes yes, yes. Classic. He's one Good of the greatest. Choice. Good choice. Yeah. Um, okay, and then oh, that's, oh, that's, that's so hard. Uh, last one is so hard. I'm gonna switch genres, and I'm gonna say, um, oh, that's so hard because yeah. I'm gonna regret it. And I'm gonna be mad about it. You know, later on, I'm like, <laughs> damn it, why did I not say that? All right, I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna say the Foo Fighters just because. Changes the genre, and I saw yeah. them. Everlong's one of my favorite songs ever, and I saw them live. And they musicians and just the the energy, and one of the best shows I've ever seen live. And I'm mm -hmm. a real like neo soul girl, so for me to to be that moved by a rock and um, a rock performance is, says something. So yeah, and I feel like the mood covered when I'm on this island. You know, that's always a good, yeah, a good point. It's <laughs> like you know, if you pick three of the same artists, same style, then you're kind of stuck yeah. with that style. But Foo Fighters, you could, if you feel like rocking, 
If I feel and like you, Rocky now, you know, if your yeah. hair to swing around, then you can. That that would be your, yeah. your music to take care of that. Yeah, <laughs> good choice. Good choices, man. And I, I don't, I never really know what to expect because I mean, I know you and we've met and we've, we've spent time together, but I've never thought of that, your background musically, what really is, you know, uh, means the most to you. So it's always, I think yeah. it's telling. I love to ask people and just to see, you know, where they're going to go with it. Some people have gone to like classical music and some people have gone yeah. to, you know, gospel and, and rock and and blues artists all over the all over the place so it, it's it's cool it's cool to hear what, what yeah. uh, music, music that really moves you that um, you'd want to be have you know when you if you were stuck yeah. with nothing else yeah Absolutely. cool well we'll look for you online and we'll look for you Yay. um thank we'll you look, so thank much you so for much. having me thank you so much for coming on jahan oh, and uh you. i know that uh yeah we're all going through a tough period now of course and uh, it's it's going to get better things are going to come around and uh we're going to look, look back in this time and say oh man you know that that was yeah. in a period in our our lives i don't think that will ever return yeah we'll, we'll be back hustling more than ever we hope. yeah you know say, oh man can we have another virus just for a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> For a weekend, <laughs> a mini mini virus, you know. Yeah. So thank you, thank you once again for coming on, and thank you guys okay, for watching. Monday. And uh, we'll see you next Friday night on Beyond Notes. Until yeah. then, take care, be safe, Jahan. Thanks again. Thanks, thank love. You. See you later. Take care and thanks, to Omar. Okay, bye, guys.